here for you today is Alba Payton. Did I say that correctly? How do you say it? You know, it's funny. In Spanish, it's Padin. So in English, I, just, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> it's Payton, so, Padin. Okay. If it's not, either one of those is not right. So I don't even. But so, if you say Padin, you need an E in English. So it does, you know what I mean? Padin, it doesn't. So we're here with Alba Padin. And she is our cath lab educator, but there's more to her than meets the eye. Um, so Alba, tell us a little bit about yourself. How about you take us back to nursing school and let the book unfold? Hi, everyone. So, so excited to um, be on this podcast series and be interviewed by my mentors, Ivy Torres. Um, well, a little bit about me. My gosh, so nursing was not my first career choice. Actually, um, it wasn't until I was like, gosh, 25 that I decided, you know what, I think nursing would be a good um, career for me. Um, it, but interestingly enough, I had always worked in, in and around healthcare. So my first degree was in political science, which is interesting. And I, a funny story about that, I, I think I was a junior. I went to SUNY Purchase, I was a junior. And the registrar's office called and they were like, you know, you're going to be graduating next year and you're undeclared. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And they were like, well, you may want to pick a major. And I was like, OK, I'll get back to you. And I literally looked at all of my credits and I was like, well, if I, you know, if I take two classes here, <laughs> three classes there, I'll have a I can major in political science. And literally, that's what I did, which is kind of nuts. But I literally I didn't know what I wanted to do. But of course, like I said, I was always in, in and around healthcare. So at that time, I worked for an anesthesiologist. I was like a secretary for receptionist. And then I ended up working for an orthopedic surgeon, a hand surgeon. And I worked with him. I was like, um, I helped with his billing. And then um, after I graduated SUNY Purchase, I was still working at that office. And then I got, um, I ended up working at Oxford Health Plans. Um, and I was doing physician credentialing and there, that's when I worked with nurses. I worked with case managers and, um, and just working with them, they'd be like, they, they would tell me, you know, you'd be a great nurse, you know, you should go back to school and become a nurse. And up until then I had like no interest. Um, but, um, but they convinced me <laughs> and, and I went back. I remember taking my prerequisites at, uh, like Westchester community college, like my nutrition, anatomy and physiology and things like that. And then I went to, um, I went to Wagner College on Staten Island uh, for their accelerated nursing program, and I quit my job, and I moved to Staten Island. I was 25, I remember. I was scared, but I was like, you know what? If I, It's now or never, right? I don't have any kids. I was like, I was young. I could do it, and I did it, and then um, it was a year, and it was a 15-month program, I remember. It was very difficult, stressful, as nursing school is, and then... Um, uh, I started working at Mount Sinai it was in 2007. I, I got my uh, I got my nursing license. And yeah, I started in a liver, kidney, and small bowel transplant unit. I worked there for about two years. And then I went to the cath lab. Um, cath lab and then the EP lab. And I, I, uh, I, by that time, I knew that I didn't want to stay at the bedside. So I went back to... Uh, I went back for my master's in nursing education at NYU, and I did that part-time while I was a full-time nurse. So that's a little bit of my nursing my nursing journey. And I also, well, part of that also, once I graduated from NYU, 
Um, I actually taught at a school of nursing. So I was nursing faculty at the Montefiore School of Nursing. I taught there for four years. I taught fundamentals and then I taught med surge too. And, and it's interesting because I, I, education, um, obviously I have my, my master's in education, but I, I always wanted to do both. Like I always wanted to teach, um, you know, academia and I always wanted to also do the staff development side of it. So it just kind of worked out when I graduated, there was an opportunity for me at the Montefiore School of Nursing because I was an adjunct faculty then. Like, uh, you know, while I was, I was, at sc- I was working full time at Sinai, I was, um, going to school part-time and then I was also uh, adjunct faculty and then um like I said an opportunity presented itself and I I went I started teaching full-time I taught there for four years and then until Sinai actually then an opportunity opened up at Sinai full-time so I I stopped teaching at the school full-time I went back to Sinai full-time to work as staff development and that's where um so that's kind of a little bit of my journey. So you're quite the juggler. <laughs> yeah. And I miss teaching, I will tell you. I miss it. Well, it's, I, it's nice because I've gotten a lot of that here um, with opening up the cath lab and the EP lab. And it's really nice to get back into the teaching aspect of it because I really miss being, you know, with the nursing students. So I got a little bit of, a little bit of that here while we were starting the program. So it was nice. So help me understand exactly where the cath lab venture starts, because you mentioned starting on a unit, small liver, bowel, transplant, and like cath lab is just (laughs) like so not related to those organs. So you know, (laughs) it is not. (laughs) And so what's interesting, yeah, I remember, I will tell you that that uh, kidney, liver, small bowel transplant unit was, I mean, it is, it was such a, as a new nurse, that was a very challenging unit. And as you can imagine, it had a very high turnover, but the acuity, like those patients needed to be in the ICU. It was a lot. I learned a lot, a ton. I mean, as for my first um, nursing job, it was great. I learned so much, but I will tell you, I was ready to not be a nurse anymore after, because I was literally burnt out. Um, and again, I, I knew I wanted to go, and I, I knew I didn't want to stay at the bedside. Like I knew I wanted to do more with nursing because there were so many things to do. So I knew I wanted to go back to school and I couldn't go back to school working on that unit because it just, it, I physically was not going to be able to do it. It was just so demanding. And so I was like, I, I was looking for another um, opportunity within the hospital. I didn't want to leave the hospital and I, and I found the cath lab had openings and I was like, I could do the cath lab. <laughs> And that's kind of how it happened. It wasn't, it was, it was more out of necessity and, um, and they did not work weekends. So that was the other thing. Cause I knew I kind of want just, I kind of was looking for a work-life balance. I was like, if I'm going back to school. I just, I, I want to do something manageable for me. And so it worked out. I was able to go to school and still work the amount of, you know, the, my three, well, 13 shifts a month and not have weekends. So that was, that's kind of why I did it. So you kind of stumble, fall upon cath lab. And how long have you been doing this now? Oh my. So I started in the cath lab in 2000, the end of 09. So let's really say 2010. So it's about 11 years between cath and EP. And I started in cath and I was there. I wasn't there as long as I was in EP. Um, I was in cath a couple of years, maybe three. Um, And then I moved on to EP. And that's kind of where the bulk of nursing was for me. 
in the electrophysiology lab. So it's yeah. So and liver, liver, kidney, small bowel. I did that for like two, and then but the rest of it has been in cardiac. Most and even while I taught in in the, at the school, I was teaching med surge, and the bulk of that was ki- cardiovascular. So it's been around the heart, my favorite organ. <laughs> I remember, it's funny, I remember teaching the students and I was like, your heart, you have to take care of your heart. Think about it. It's the only organ. It doesn't take vacation days. It, it doesn't call out sick. It, <laughs> it doesn't go on vacation. Nothing, right? You, and, and the way we mistreat our heart, if you think about it, right? It beats every single day. I mean, even before we're on this earth, and, and, you know, we really take our heart for granted. And it's just such a special organ. It beats every day from the minute from the minute you're in your mama's belly until you are no longer here. It is beating. That's pretty much up my alley with OB. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now, help me understand, since you spent the bulk of your cath lab EP history at Mount Sinai, Mm -hmm. what are challenges that you encountered with transitioning to a smaller community hospital? So definitely knowing the system, right? I think that was one of the the biggest things for me and like just not even knowing all the policies and, and how, I mean, you obviously have knowledge because you've worked somewhere else, but now you have to kind of figure out, well, how does that, how much of that can I bring here? How much of that, um, right? Like how much of that can be applied to this? And a lot of it can, right? But, but just navigating that. And that's why I think it was such a great thing that we're paired with, with mentors like yourself, which helped me navigate all those kind of the muddy waters. Um, the other challenge, the, the, the biggest wrench was COVID, right? Came in, I started in January, COVID hit when? March, and it was, I mean, it was chaos, right? It was just, you know, our, we had the cath lab staff start and then we had to pull them back. And it was, it was just, just the unknown, like everyone, you know, the anxiety of like, what are we gonna do now? How am I gonna train these? You know, when they told me we're pulling the staff, cause obviously the staff had to train outside of Northern Westchester because we didn't have a, a lab. And when the, when we, when we pulled the, the techs from Lenox Hill and the nurses from North Shore. In my head, I'm thinking, how am I going to train them with no lab? You know, I don't, it's, you know, you need hands-on. And, you know, of course it was like, no, don't worry about that. There's going to be no training whatsoever. It is completely stopped. And now all of our resources have to be, um, you know, basically focused on COVID and, and that they were. But definitely, you know, I think, I think this hospital did a great job because, you know, compared to um, my other, my previous institution, even though I had been at Sinai for so many years, when I went from a bedside nurse to now staff development, um, you know, I don't think I, I don't think my transition was as smooth as it has been here. And again, I think, and obviously it's because it's a, a smaller community hospital, and you know, everybody knows everybody. But so I think it's it's it was definitely easier in that regard. But I think, um, but I think, yeah, I think North and Westchester did a great job with helping with the transition for me. Yeah, so it seems like we have something in common, Alba. We both came from staff and transitioned into staff development within the same organization where we originated as staff. So help me... um, guide our new educator on what are things we could best 
do to help that transition? I think, you know, what's interesting for me thinking back, um, well, well, here's an example. So when I had, um, and I don't know if this will apply so much for a, a, a newer person, but, but you never know. So I think coming from, like I had worked in the cath lab at my previous institution and then worked in the EP lab. And then I stepped away because I was teaching. I was still per diem, but I wasn't there full time. When I came back on as a staff development educator, I w- those were my areas, right? I was the nurse educator for, the- educator for those areas. And I think that something that would have been easier for me is to go back in because it had been some time, right? It, it had been, because again, I was per diem, so I would come in maybe twice a month. But because I wasn't there as consistently as like a full-time staff member, it, for me, I should, looking back, I should have maybe taken like a week and just been in the labs just to see what new things, um, you know, they were doing. I mean, there were so many research trials that were, you know, they were doing at that time. And I came in and I didn't really, I wasn't abreast of any of that information because again, I kind of came in going, oh, I know I've, I've worked here before. I, I got this right. And I think in in hindsight that was naive of me like i should have came in like a blank slate like no let me come in and and come in as if i know nothing because i think i i took that for granted and for me i don't know i think it it, it would have um i think it could have been different if that makes any sense um so i think i would just say that i think take some time on the units that you're going to cover like whatever your responsibility is and just take a day or a couple of hours and just just to kind of um refresh everything that's kind of going on in that unit because you never know these small little things that'll come up and you're like oh i should know that i'm the educator but again you you, you take it for granted because oh I, I worked at this hospital for x amount of years and i've worked in this department and i know it and there were so many things that were happening that i didn't know and i'm like goodness i should have taken the time so i think that's one piece of advice looking back so coming here at Northern Westchester as um, the educator for the cath lab, what are things you are surprised with um, as being part of the leadership team here? Definitely how um, inclusive they are. Um, so, I mean, I've worked um, at other places where they say, you know, there's inclusivity, but there's certain meetings that you can't attend or there's things that are no that's not your role that's not for the educator and I I definitely appreciate that you know here it's they just for the for you know our patients their outcomes they really they involve you in the process so you definitely know at least for me in this process of opening this cath lab um which has been amazing because I've only worked for a lab prior to this that was established. So I walked in and everything's already done. And here we literally had to build it from the ground up. So I I thought that was amazing. And and the, the leadership team here is just so supportive. They definitely give you the information that you need to empower you to help you make, you know, better decisions or um just to help you grow. So I think it's been a great experience all around. So would you do it again? Open a cath lab. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Um, I would. It's interesting. Oh my God. I would. Now that I know so much, I wouldn't have the anxiety. 
But there, I mean, there's just so much that I had no idea. Like even down to the Department of Health and Joint Commission and and those things. That obviously you have your yearly, um, you know, when they come in and you have your certifications or not your certifications, but your um, your surveys, right? I I had no idea the amount of work that goes into opening a lab and all of the things that you have to have in place and also just the sheer collaboration like I feel like I've collaborated with like every department in this hospital like it's amazing to me so just that process and the fact that I was able to be part of that process was really great I think that is I mean that has helped build me grow in in areas that I I didn't think you know what I mean that that weren't even going to be available to me um but it's it's been such a great experience. But I would, I would absolutely, I would, and now I'd go in with more knowledge. Like, oh, I know how to do that. <laughs> now I'd be like, yay! Before I was like, oh my god, pray for me. <laughs> but it's been good. Um. So you are part of our education team here, as well as being a monumental member of the Cath Lab. What are things that you have? Um, picked up on that our team has that perhaps your previous team didn't or what are things that we could do better as a team that you think we should consider so do you mean the the team like the nursing staff like the education team oh wow my goodness I think this education team is so impressive to me um it's interesting because when I you know when I was interviewed I remember I remember Michelle asking me, you know, why, why do you want to leave? Like what, what interests you, um, in Northwell? Why are you interested in Northwell? And I remember saying to her, you know, I really want more of the education piece because what I was doing, obviously I had units that I covered, um, at my previous institution, but I, there was, I was, we were getting more and more away from educating. And that was like the biggest thing. For me, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, and I don't mind obviously helping out with surveys and administrative stuff, but like the, the, the core of education, like I wasn't doing that. And so that was like not very satisfying, which was one of the reasons why I came here. And then obviously to help build this program, which is amazing. But I, I, I will tell you, there's so many things that we do here that we did not do or that I'm, I've never seen done that I'm just so impressed by this team because it's, I mean, down to innovation to, um, you know, our lemonade carts, <laughs> which I think are so cool. Like, you know, like, and even comments that I get, like, I've never seen nurses that have worked in other hospitals are like, I've, this education team here is amazing because we, we, I've never seen this, right? Like education usually is like, you know, in my experience, they're like in the background, like, oh, where's the educate? You know what I mean? But we have such a presence and to the, you know, and, and I'm sure that every nurse would attest to this, to the fact that, like, we're always available, always willing to help. Like, look at, I mean, Lemonade, what about the, the year of the certification? Like, where else are you going to pay for two certifications for you? And so I can't say enough. Like, I'm trying to just compare. And I, I if anything, I, you know, there's so many things that we can, I could, would use from this institution that I would take somewhere else. But I, you know, I, I don't, I'm just trying to think of how we can make it better. I mean, I, I think we're great. And this is me patting us on the, on the backs, on our backs. <laughs> but I, I seriously, I'm just so impressed by this team um, that I, offhand, I can't think of any way that we could. I'm sure there are ways, but right now I can't think of any. 
And I just think if we continue the way, you know, what we're doing with communication and the innovation and just, and, you know, I also think supporting each other the way we do in our, in our huddles, in our meetings and, and you know what I mean? And, and I, I feel like this, the way that we empower each other to be better and, um, and, and even me, I mean, I'm the newest member and I, I've just, I feel like I've been openly received like anything I you know reach out to me and I'll help you and and that's that's been the case with every educator like I've reached out and I I get the help that I need um I, collaboration is awesome I feel like I've collaborated with almost everyone um yeah I mean nothing comes to mind I just I I all I have are like I want to um just give shout outs to our team because we're we're pretty awesome <laughs> So you no longer will hold the newest member to the team title. I am not. But what's life got ahead for you? What are you thinking these next five years? Oh, my goodness. Five years. My five-year plan. Um, Gosh, I don't know if I have a five-year plan. But I will say, um, well, definitely the EP program just rolled out a few months ago. And um, we still don't have our, our associate director for EP hasn't started yet. He starts in the summertime, and that's when we're really looking at our numbers being ramped up. So it's going to get a lot busier. Um, and like today, we, I mean, we've been open since January, and we still haven't had our first ablation, right? Today we had an EP study, but we haven't had our first ablation, and it's already almost mid-April. So I feel like EP is slower to start, and obviously that in, in, entails training all of the staff to get up, you know, to be up. Um, to those standards, but it's fine. It's it's slow and it it's you know slow and steady, right? Makes gets gets the win. Um, so definitely getting everybody up to where they need to be to do EP cases. So that'll be probably in the next my gosh year and a half, even two years as as we bring more people onto the team. The program is growing. Um, there's talks about a third lab already, just because of the sheer volume that we have. Oh man. Oh yeah. So it's it really and, and just I'm honestly I'm just I wanna see where else we go. Like we're talking about the PERT program, which is a pulmonary embolism response team. Um we're growing our echocardio program. I'm like if we you know, who knows, years down the line we could bring cardiothoracic surgery here. Whoa. Yeah, it you know, there's there's a lot of talks right now with cardiac and it's it all started with our little humble cat lab during <laughs> COVID. So yeah, I mean In five years, I'm just looking to, you know, hopefully be here and continue to build and grow with this program and see where that that takes us. Because I I just it's only up from here, you know, because there's only I I foresee a lot of growth in this hospital. So I just had a thought. Why don't we do uh, rapid fire questions? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'll shoot a question and you just rapidly answer. Okay. And we'll see where that gets. The first thing, off, off, right off the top of my head? You got it. Okay. Favorite food? <laughs> oh, God. It would have to be like Spanish food, like pernil, rice, and beans. <laughs> Nothing healthy. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing good away. for your heart. <laughs> Nothing good for your heart. That is not heart healthy at all. Like, no. Favorite color? Bl- like a blue-gray. <laughs> what do you drive? An SUV. A black SUV. <laughs> You want the make and the model? No. Okay. We don't want anyone to slash your time. <laughs> Please don't no, slash your time. No, none of that here. Uh, favorite place to vacation? 
Oh, there's so many, but I did just come back from Hawaii, and that has got to be one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Favorite cocktail? Cocktail. Uh, it used to be amaretto sour, um, but now it's more like um, what's the name of it? It's got like pineapple juice and coconut and sex on the beach. <laughs> No. no. What's the name of it? I can't. It's got like Malibu coconut and like pineapple juice. I can't remember the name. It's really good. <laughs> it's sweet. And well, I'll say Sauvignon Blanc is the favorite wine. Okay. Yes. Uh, white. I like white wine. What is. If you had to pick between wearing a dress and a jumper, which one would you wear? A jumper. That's <laughs> <laughs> easy. I want to be comfortable. I want to wear a jumper. <laughs> um, trying to think of other or pets. Oh, so I'm allergic to like everything, but I I feel like there's a reason because I would be one of those ladies like with a dog in her purse. That would be me. I'm I kid you not. And I'm the one, my sister has like two dogs and I'm in the house and I'm like rubbing my face on these dogs and I'll and get allergies afterwards. And I know I will, but I cannot help myself. I love animals, but I can't have any. It's so sad. What are you allergic to? The dander. Oh, cats, forget it. Cats, my allergist was like, do not. She's like, it's funny. She's like, if ever you're going to anyone's home, you need to ask them if they have a cat. And if they have a cat, then you cannot go to the house. The allergist told me that. I was like, really? She's like, yes, I'm very serious about this. I was like, okay. You carry an EpiPen? <sighs> yes. Oh. Bad. So I actually wanted, oh gosh, that's a long story because I used to get allergy shots to be able to have a pet and I went into an anaphylactoid reaction. What happened, Alba? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was that I, you know, obviously there's like four vials and you have certain doses within each vial and I was changing vials and I had, mind you, this is like a year into the shots, maybe a year and a half. And, um, so I was used to, I was like, oh, nothing's happening. I'm leaving. Like in the beginning, they're like, wait half an hour, 15 minutes for any reaction. And I had been doing that for like a year and I was like, ah, I'm good. So I think I was going from my third to my fourth vial. And that, that first, yeah, it was the first dose of the new vial. Oh my goodness. I remember leaving and I'm on the phone with my sister. I'm downstairs and, the, and she's like, you sound weird. And I literally, my throat like started closing. Like, like I couldn't even, and she was like, oh my God. I know you're a therologist. Where are you? Are you okay? And I had to like get upstairs. It was like, I am Salumedrol. I am Epi. I am Benadryl. It was so painful. It, that was really bad. And then I stopped the shots. I was like, what You ad- self administered? No, 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 no. Oh, Sorry. No, oh. I went back. And they were like, You're not supposed to leave. We told you, don't ever leave before, you know. And I got in trouble, whatever. But uh-huh. yeah, but uh, that happened to me. And then I gave up the shots and I was like, Whatever, I'm, not, I'm never going to have a pet. <laughs> so forget it. Did you have a pet at the time? No. This was me trying to like have a pet and just, or be around pets. And then uh-huh. it's just, I gave it up. It was just too much. But that happened to me, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> wow. Any allergies yeah. to food? No, interestingly, right? But. So I'm allergic to when they did the allergy test. She was like, you lit up like a Christmas tree. So cats are the worst. But cats, roaches, ragweed, a lot of um, like seasonal, like, you know, environmental allergies. No food, not a one, but pets and um, any animals and like environmental, um, it's bad. Gotcha. No bad, kittens bad. for Alba. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All right. So in wrapping up this interview, are there any 
last words that you'd like to say to our newest team member? Yes, I'd like to say welcome. You are joining such a an interesting group of educators who are so that's just vested in making our our small little which I believe is gonna grow, continue to grow. Our small like um you know, group of educators the best we can be. I mean I I feel like we're always supportive of each other and um and <clears throat> we empower each other to be better and just always you know there to help you so feel free to reach out to any of us we'll make sure that you know you are welcomed and um and supported in every aspect all right i hope that you all enjoyed this brief interview with alba and learning a little bit more about her do not give her any kittens do not (laughs) nor show her a cath lab that may open because she may jump the ship (laughs) Um, well, stay tuned to hear on to uh, other educator interviews. Bye. Bye.